Hey, we have a call to action for every Meta fan. Go now to Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your show to leave a review. When we get a combination of 250 ratings, which are just the stars, and 100 reviews, which is something you actually type out, you are going to get a bonus show. So the goal one is to overtake the hashtag dork podcast, and this is the first step. This also helps the show rise in the ratings and makes it more visible. Rate, review, help us spread the word. We have episode three of the Menafan Show, Mark Hannon's Balls, Steve from Providence, Kevin from Bristol, and me, I'm Drunk Eric Curtis. Thanks for joining the Super Bowl week edition of the Menafan Show. Welcome to a Superfan Roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Chris Shear wants to know, we'd be streaming your new show. Will you be, where will you be doing it from? Thoughts on a few guys from their basements having a more popular podcast about your world than the Dork Podcast. I got a lot of questions from these this Minifan Show podcast, which uh, Mark Hannon's Balls and Drunk Eric Curtis and those guys, I guess, did. I listened to the first one a little bit, I have to admit, and they did a really good job, and I would encourage you to listen to it. It's weird to listen to a podcast from people talking about me. It's a little strange, but definitely listen to it. And I, I mean, being more pop, popular than the Dork Podcast, I, I mean, that's, I, I, you know, one of the great accomplishments of life. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> that's right. You gotta, if, you, if you're going up the kingdom, you got to knock somebody off first. Well, that was cool. What an honor. What an, I mean, the fact that Kirk listened to our podcast and he, he likened it to masturbating, which seems like the only appropriate thing because Kirk has made it his New Year's resolution to masturbate more. Uh, so I can only assume he intends to listen to more episodes of the show since they go hand in hand. Um, you know, I mean, who's not into more masturbating? Uh, you know, I'm doing it right now, obviously. I just finished. Um, Excellent. <laughs> that's right. And this whole show is a circle jerk anyway. So, uh, yeah, guys, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm very times. excited Kevin's on the program tonight. Yeah, me too. We finally got Kevin on. Me too. Fucking A, man. I've been, I've been waiting for this, and uh, I'm sitting here with a steaming heart on. <laughs> listen, um, I... I have a feeling we should we should start saying something like um, you use Kirk as an adjective like hey guys uh, Kirk be with you or or uh, you know we should we should start using Kirk like my wife will, will, will upset me and I'll be like Kirk you which like Kirk you Kirk me yeah, I, we just we should we shouldn't be inserting his name into into everyday society banter thoughts <laughs> I, I I like that you know like you. Uh... You, you you jerk off in in the parking lot during lunch break, man. I just I had to go Kirk one out outside. I mean that's that's a great. I, I I'm into it. I I think it can work as a verb. Yeah, I, I was outside Kirking off last night. I got caught by my wife. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm I think we start using that and it will spread. It will spread like wildfire, guaranteed. Hey, the Smurf started it. We can uh, you know <laughs> exactly. Take... So I've got to. Uh, uh, I want to start off with this. John Dennis will not be on the show. Uh, I tried something with him that he tried on Sean Spicer. I sent them from the Menafan Show account the uh, the t- tweet saying, uh, "Hey John, please follow me for a very interesting and insightful direct message. We are not looking for access." And I thought it'd be a fun joke. And then he followed me. So I went at him. I sent him a DM saying, hey, John, I guess I was seeking access after all. A group of us fans have created a Kirk podcast. We were wondering if you wanted to be a guest on the show. No call-in is needed. I would send you a link via Chrome. Our thoughts would be your take on the phenomenon of parody accounts, your thoughts on Kirk's benching and how it was handled, the current state of affairs of the morning show, 
and what you would have done if the activist was harassing the, your sponsors when it was still Dennis and Callahan. And then I added, we'd be respectful. I thought those were some good questions. I thought that was a good setup for him. Fantastic. But he did get back Could to you me. imagine what he would have done? If, uh, if the activist was around with him? Oh, oh good God. Oh, he'd have burned that guy's house down. <laughs> you have to understand, too, with, with, with John Dennis, um, if it wasn't called the Minifan Show, if it wasn't polishing Kirk's knob, I guarantee you he'd be on board. It's just a matter of this is the antithesis of everything that John was. You know, this is, this is John's bad omen that sent him out the door. This is John's poison ivy. Well, he came back at me saying, I appreciate the offer. I'll respectfully pass. WEEI is a rear view mirror item for me, but good luck with your venture. And I got to tell you, I, I do respect that because I think it's very clear that he has put WEEI in the rear view mirror. Uh, because what I did is I went and checked out Dino's feed from around the time that he sent this. So around that time, he retweeted uh, John Dennis, W-E-E-I, tweeted this article yesterday, John Tomasi is an ass, uh, and then he tweeted about Rabbit, and then he retweeted one of Kirk's tweets. It said uh, the guy, uh, Callahan Forever, wanted to rank one through seven who was loyal, and he had Jerry at the end as the most disloyal, so he did retweet that. And then he tweeted out, tune in and listen to Dan Bring It on Friday. For safety's sake, please keep Alex Reamer as far away from the studio as possible. Dan doesn't tolerate pissants very much. Waka waka and waka. Then he, he's got another one about Tomasi. He's got another one about Tomasi. I'm not quite sure that he really has put this in the rearview mirror, but I'm going to tell you this. I think he wants on the show. I think he's playing hard to get. I think there's a chance we get him on at some point. Ugh. Ugh, I don't know. I personally, I have no use for Dino. I mean, I would tell him go go cook another story uh, I, I, about Kirk. Um, I, I appreciate you being a P1 listener, and I'm sure that he just followed us because he was looking for information on the Dow reaching 4,000 or whatever the hell he was <laughs> he was looking for. Um, but I'm not surprised that he cowered to come on the pod, and when he was confronted with the idea of having to talk to me about the information that he floated me, gosh, four months ago uh, about Kirk. Um, and he turtled like a scared, sad, pathetic, zoftic little man that he is. Um, but thanks for listening, John. Leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe, obviously. I think it would be entertaining to have him on, <laughs> even if it's really perverse. I, I mean, I... I like Dino. I, I just, I, uh, I have a beef with him from the whole Minahan hiatus saga that maybe we can get into at another time. Yeah, I'll say this. When my mom passed, John Dennis reached out to me privately and, and sent me, you know, long, consoling uh, letters that were really nice. Uh, he's a good guy. He's just, he's just the antithesis of, of everything Kirk is. John had his time. It passed. You know, he, he, he wrote a good wave for a long time. And I personally, I enjoyed it. But when Kirk came along, it just changed the game. Yeah, it kind of it kind of made you realize, oh, my God, this kind of sucked. But I was listening anyway. I don't know. I thought it would be entertaining to have him on. I didn't think he'd follow me. I didn't think he'd fall into that trap because Albert certainly hasn't fallen into the same trap that I'm springing for him. But what the hell? He got back to me. That, that was kind of cool. I mean, but Albert, to be fair, is is like ripping off his fingernails in the wall of his cell somewhere. I don't know. He's he's I mean, he's a 
he's legitimately a psychopath, right? He lives in a mental institution. He works there, but you have to understand too. Albert's from Rhode Island. It's the only positive he has going for him. Al Albert um is a one-trick pony. He's got the whole. He can dog Tom Brady. He can shit on Tom Brady. He can bury Tom Brady, and everyone wants to fight him for it. Everyone wants to fight Albert because he hates one of our heroes, and that's his whole shtick. Mm-hmm. But he's not I don't good even at really. Want Did, uh... Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Did you guys happen to hear his um his Instagram post? Well, it was Curtis's Instagram post when he was begging to get back I on the that. air. I think it was last week. It was pretty pretty pathetic. No, I, I, I can't find it. It was an Instagram story, so it disappeared after 24 hours. Oh. But it was pathetic. He calls in and he's like, he's like, this is my only life, man. You got to let me back on the radio. And he he's just comes across <laughs> like a fucking ass, man. It's just, uh, it's awful. It's awful. Because he said that, this, he I think he said, this is a big part of my life. That was the quote. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. this is a big part of your life. <laughs> Calling in and just being a professional troll for radio stations. And then, then, I don't know, you really have... No light. I mean, well, this is we're we're ones to talk. We're doing a fucking podcast about a, a radio host in Boston, so uh, we have no life either. But he has less of a life. Yeah, and you know when, when? Yeah, but we're entertaining. And when 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 he was in studio with me, you don't understand. He's so insane. They would say, "Don't talk during breaks." He would talk during breaks. He was pestering Jerry, pestering Kirk. I, I thought they were going to throw him out of there. He he was literally he could not. Whatever they told him to do, he couldn't do it. He couldn't contain himself. He he is he is you know unstable. Guaranteed. I, yeah, but and and the worst part of it is is that he's not like a, a hideous looking guy. I was surprised when I saw the picture of him. I was like, oh, this guy's like not a half. I, I expected him to be like a fat slob, but he just looks like like Jimmy Garoppolo, but like a, a more pedophile version of Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like I, it's it's disappointing that a guy like him is is not a terrible looking guy. Fair enough. I just think about if we have him on the show, what would we do with bust his what balls? Would it look like. He he would fight back. I'll say that for him. He would fight back. He'd be vicious. He'd be nonstop. He'd be loud. He'd be funny. He would be a good one-time visit. Do you think we should ask him uh, what his opinion uh, of a of a black quarterback is if they can lead well? Oh boy! I know that. I know that he's got some. I know he's got some opinions on that. Yeah. Do you? That did not go over well. Let's say it's safe to say that he's not going to be voting for uh, Kamala Harris or or any of the other African American candidates uh, coming up. Most likely not. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna continue to harass him just because I'm amused by it, not because I really want him on, but I'm amused by it, and and maybe we'll just break him down a little bit. So if, if you're listening to the podcast, you reach out to Crazy Albert and ask him, and it would be really entertaining if there were like hundreds of people that were just bombarding him with requests to come on the show. Mm. Again, not necessarily because I want it, but I just want to irritate him. Yeah, he he'd be great answering a mailbag. Like about his life? Exactly. About anything about... Just his answers would be phenomenally insane. So like asking him questions about, you know, what was it like marrying a mail-away bride and things <laughs> like things like that that he's done? Because isn't he getting divorced now? He's always talking about his marriage being on the rocks. I think that's shtick. Who the hell knows? You would know, Kevin. I, you think that he has the ability to even convey shtick, though? A guy like Albert? I, I, well, I think his shtick is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's very um, surface- but one, mm -hmm. but he is uh, he's clever. I'll give him that. You know, he's you know insanely clever, but clever. 
He's, yeah, I, I give you that. I think that there's a certain level of self-awareness that I feel like you have to have to be a guy, to, to be effective at something like this. I mean, Kirk, even though he has all sorts of bravado, is, is super, super self-aware about his persona and, and is able to poke fun at certain things. Like, he, the, the thing I tweeted and, and he ret- uh, quote tweeted today about, you know, I, I'm rubbing, you know, uh, making dimes by, or rubbing nickels together to make dimes. Um, he's poking fun at his whole the fact that he he comes from money and and he but now he's flying out he's not flying on a private jet but he, you know th- there's a certain level of self awareness I feel like a guy like Albert does not have uh, but that would be it'd be interesting I'd love to have him on and fight with him I, I think it would be like looking into a mental institution I think it would probably be like the Dykstra podcast and that's fine. You know, at a certain point, if I can figure out how to turn them off, I would just turn them off. We could but, even do that's fine. We could even do like the anatomy of a of a bad podcast. Um, how Kirk did it with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when you just we, you know you you can just uh, play it back and and have like little cuts here. And, and this is where we asked Albert uh, the question about race that completely blindsided the entire podcast. You know that sort of thing. We it'd be it'd be fun to do. Well, what you could do and it'd be, it'd be hysterical is just take some. Um, audio clips of Kirk talking and use Kirk's voice as if Kirk's in the podcast and Albert yes. would think he's talking to Kirk <laughs> and it would be a knockout sensation fuck it all great segment that is that's the best idea I've, it's a great that's, idea that's, we need to do that we need to figure out how we can do that get a soundboard together and some sort of conversation because that's that's fantastic alright so we, ha- we have agreement everybody's going to go and bombard and bombard him does everybody know what his Twitter handle is I'd have to look it up. I think it's Crazy Albert. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's uh, hold on. I can. I, I'll pull it up in a second. I, think, I believe it's it's Crazy Albert so from good. Rhode Island. Uh, but I will verify for you guys. I got it. It's at Crazy A L from R I. And you need to do this wherever you are while you're listening to this. I don't care if you're driving to work. You need to pull over. You need to get on Twitter, and you need to at Crazy Al from R.I. and say, get your ass on the MetaFan show. All you have to do is this. Please. If you tell Al that this show is, is an audition for Kirk's show or for a show, he will be at the door with, with bells on. He is dying to get on the air again. If you tell him this, oh, you, you come on the, on the podcast and they're going to listen to it. You might have a shot to get on the show. He'll be there in a heartbeat. Guaranteed. God, I fucking say guaranteed a lot. What's wrong with me? <laughs> is that your tech? It is now. Mm, okay. All this damn cocaine I'm doing. Fuck. You and me both. Yeah. Gotta... <laughs> yeah. Dial it back, dude. Yeah. Mm. Well, good stuff. I mean, I'm in. I'm into it. Let's get him on the show. See what we can do, and and uh, hopefully we can bust his balls a little bit. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be worthwhile. Yep. Mm. I feel like we have we would have the holy trinity of callers, and we'd have Steve, we'd have Kevin, and then we'd have Crazy Albert. I mean that that's really the 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 the, the big three of former KNC callers. I feel like we've got two of the three right now, but we, we're missing that 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 third that third just crazy voice. Yeah, I'm guys. I'm glad you guys are talking because while we're doing this, I moved my hand and I deleted all the clips that I was going to play. And while you're talking, I'm in like a state of panic, but I got him back. Oh, that's uh, good. So hopefully we can move forward with all of the, the great voicemails and stuff, all the work I did that almost went bye-bye. That would be uh, bad. That would be bad because then this podcast would just be, you know, four losers sitting talking about Kirk Minahan and, you know, jerking off. That, that would not be a well, good it's idea. That. No, no, no. It's that. But this, that now we have some post-production. You know, so I yeah, go ahead. No, go go for it, man. I'm into this. I'm into this. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about next. Bradford. 
Yes. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Kirk's takedown of Bradfoe and also the sly swipe he took at Ken Laird. I don't know if anybody picked up on that, but let's start with Bradford, who he just destroyed. Oh, great. Who wants to start? Well, I will tell you firsthand. Um, to my understanding, that was his son's godfather. Uh, that seemed to hold no weight whatsoever. He just completely fucking bashed him. Um, yes. I don't know what's going on, but in everything from that from Kirk's podcast, it seems like he was going after everybody. Yeah, it was pretty significant though on Bradfoe. That was that was pretty raw. There's something happening there. Um and people yeah, something happening. Yeah, the, the fact that Kirk saved this guy's job, he's mediocre at best, we know that, and Kirk just kept bailing him out and bailing him out, and Kirk became a star, and he didn't. I think there was some kind of resentment there from Bradford. I mean, Kirk really shot up the charts, and Bradford stayed where he was, and Kirk held him in place, and now he has a chance to stick up for the guy who saved his ass, and what does he do? He turns his back? That's fucked. Fuck that guy. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, he was one of the Kirk, we all hope Kirk will be back soon sort of guys. And and that was the problem with, with, with him because he could have stuck up for him and he didn't at the end of the day. He just, he towed the company line. In fact, you know, one of the things that was interesting on the Blind Mike podcast was that Bradfoe was one of the ones that told Mike what he could and couldn't talk about regarding Kirk Minahan. So... Obviously, clearly, we've got Bradford who is compromised. He's telling Mike that he can't be upfront and he can't be clear about things with 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 Minahan, and and that's pretty fucked up as well. The fact that you got a guy like Blind Mike who's supporting Kirk on his podcast, and this guy's getting his podcast pulled um, and pulled because Bradford's saying, "Listen, we can't talk about that. It's a sensitive issue for 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 sponsors." I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I guess I could understand that to some level. What I don't understand is what he's saying with the personal stuff. They're personal friends, and Kirk is going through suicidal stuff some pretty significant depression anxiety and nothing from bradford well i mean we don't really know what happened behind the scenes but from what kirk said sounds like he didn't really reach out um and and that's that's pretty that's pretty alarming to me um and, and then people were also speculating that that was where um I, I was getting all sorts of tweets saying you know i think that they scrubbed the sound here i think stuff was cut and I'm, I'm not sure if I buy that yet. Uh, Kirk, I mean, Kirk like grabbed Bradfoe by the nose, bent him over, and chopped off his manhood in that podcast. It was, it was bad. Like, what else could they have scrubbed? Like, that he was going to wish death upon his family? Like, I, I, I don't buy that. Um, but then people were sending me an anonymous tips um, about what was scrubbed and, and, and all these theories. And I, and I appreciate that. But if, if you're looking to make a joke, you know, be a parent about it. Like one dude, one dude uh, comments, because I have an anonymous tip line. He says, uh, he says, inside tip, uh, you know, the, 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 they removed the segment where Kirk bashes Joey Z. And, you know, I mean, this whoever it is, they think I'm just going to fucking tweet that out and go for it. No, I, I vetted it. Uh, when I asked around, they were like, no, Joey has no say whatsoever on this podcast. Um, so, you know, to the contrary of what some people may think, John Dennis, um, I do vet and double source everything I talk about. Um, that's what happens when you, when, you, when you go and looking at anything. So it was complete and total uh, bull doo-doo. Uh, that that Joey Z was cut out of that podcast. I think that if anything, Radio.com got squeamish about naming the activist again and, and admitting in one of the questions from SV Callahan that Sam Kennedy and, and the activist really were responsible for getting him off the air. I think that's really um, what it is. So anyway, moral of the story is they're going to call me Walter Cronkite's balls from now on. So don't send me fake <laughs> shit. 
Why do people give Joey Z any type of credibility? Don't people know that he's kind of a pencil pusher? He doesn't really, if it came down to hiring a new morning show, Joey's not the guy who's going to hire that. That's going to be Mark Hannon or something higher than yes, that. Yes, I would. Yeah, Joey can get you, Joey can get you uh, on weekends. But I think he's a pretty weak program. Yeah, old Herpes Zarbano is pretty spineless. I think he does what he says. He sticks around, and he's hoping someday he'll have more power. But right now, you're absolutely right. He has very little power. He's just towing the company line. You know, he gets walked on. He gets jacked off on. And he just does his thing. And he doesn't stick up for anybody or fight for anyone. That's why Kirk doesn't like him anymore. Listen, Kevin, Kevin, it's it, it's not herpes. It's just cold sores. And, you know, it, it, the herpes is what's on the asshole of everybody above him in management. That's that's the herpes. But he just has the cold sores. Let's get that clear. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that I took away is when he was talking about Ken Laird not wanting to do the show. And there was one line that really caught my attention when he said, Ken told him, I don't trust you. Oh, that's right. That was weird. That was weird. I can understand. I didn't catch that. He did. The first thing he said is Ken, when Ken called me and said he didn't want to do the show, he said, I don't trust you. I don't think the show is going to be a success. And it was the whole thing about it's not going to be successful. Uh, it's not going to have a lot of security. But he let off with, Kirk, I don't trust you. Uh, you know, uh, listen, I mean, That's don't weird. don't you think that if, if Kirk, Kirk could have a meltdown, Kirk could walk off, Kirk could flip out, Kirk could kill himself. Kirk's volatile, and I love him for that. I fucking love him. But if he's the only thing at this, at this radio program... If it's him, it's over. If he's gone, it's over. At least at EEI, I think Ken says, okay, if Jerry fucking quits, something's still here. If, if, if Mutt quits, something's still here. There's always going to be something there. So he, he played it safe, and it's kind of, you know, nutless and gutless. But, I mean, I understand it in the long run. I do agree with him. And, and also, since the last time that I was on the show two weeks ago, uh, on the Minifan show, I will say that there's still – the only progress that they've made is interview uh, producers. Yeah. Other than that, there's been no progress in the and show whatsoever. Let me whatsoever. say this, for, just, just for the record. If it were me, and, and, and I'm a guy with, with a big set of nuts, I follow Kirk out the door. <laughs> I follow him through a fire. I follow him into the fucking ocean. I follow him through the, through the, through the teeth of a lion. I follow Kirk because I believe when, when he gets his shot, when he gets to really spread his wings, the guy's going to be a fucking star. That's right. Yeah. Why... Why does it seem like we're the only ones who can see it? Well, I think it's because uh, there's so much unknown to it. I mean, he's going into a new place. Uh, it's a completely unknown, doesn't have any established shows. Everything Radio.com does that I hear clips for and advertisements for, they're all podcasts. And, you know, they do promote some stuff. But Kirk is really creating his own brand. And to somebody like Ken who needs stability, I guess he's, I mean, he's got a kid. He's got a wife. Uh, they, don't, they don't have money like Curtis. I can see why that would be something that would be, you know, that that, that would be a, a reservation. But then, you know, you've got Kirk calling calling them out. I mean, did you see Kirk's tweet tonight when he said, "We finally have the answer to 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 the question: a sinking ship can, in fact, fit on a, pli a private plane." I mean, yeah, and that that really pissed me off. I don't know what it was about that picture, but it it set me off of seeing him, that smug little prick mutt, with his hat <laughs> on his lap, drinking a glass of milk or whatever the hell he had, with with his sunglasses on his head and the vest. It looks though as though he looks like, and he says, "I belong here. I deserve to be here." No, you don't. You were begging last year on Twitter to go down to, to Minnesota. You made a fool out of yourself by saying the Patriots were going to win. Then you made a fool out of yourself saying Tom Brady got bit by a dog today. It just pissed me off. Even even that quarterback question of the week today, what the fuck was that? Oh, my God, you're so right. What hey, Tom, are you, are, you, 
Are you going to bring your family down to the Super Bowl, Tom? Like, uh, what do you think? No shit, Sherlock. Of course he is. Here's the quarterback question of the week. Tom, <laughs> sit down for this one. Are you going to bring your fucking family with you? You are. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking news. I mean, what the fuck was that? You know, the only thing that makes him happy, though, is the fact that he gets to do those. Those spots are are sponsored by Dr. Penis Pills. Because Dr. Penis Pills sponsors uh, headlines, and, and he gets to go get his testosterone so he can get I – mean, he's doing that, the hormone replacement therapy, the testosterone reads for whatever that affiliate is, so that he can go – he thinks it's like steroids. He thinks that it, he's going to be – he's going to go get fucking jacked and shredded by doing these reads and going to whatever this men's health clinic is. You're not going to get shredded in your 30s. Once you get to your 30s, you're at the best you're going to be when it comes to weightlifting and stuff. Christ, give it a break. Well, all right. So I would just say this. The, the, I would think the thing that's bothering Kirk more more than anything about everything right now is that, and I think Kevin would agree with me on this, is that they are still reaping the benefits that he created. Oh, yes. Um, he 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 saved that whole radio station. And if you look at that, that what did it go down to a 3.0 as far as the total uh, listeners onto that radio station? For the holiday whole? book, yeah. And they, oh, they, they are dying right now. They are absolutely dying. Um, if you look at compared to when Kirk was on there, I mean, sales had an easy job. The radio host had an easy job. All they And he used to say it constantly. He would say, listen, the radio show sets – the morning show sets the tone for the rest of the, for the, rest of the day. And, and Dale would give him shit about it. Michael Holly would give him shit about it. But it's just fact. It was complete fact. He ran that stu- that that whole station. He's the one that got it up to where it was. They kicked him off. And look, everyone's still acting like everything is still good. And it's not. It's not. They're fucking dying. I mean, here's the there. thing. Listen, yeah, yeah, you I have wanna, to understand. I'm sorry. You want to go ahead? Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, I think this is a good time to play a voicemail that I have. I'm not going to play it all, but Steve just said something. Nope, not going to play that one. All right. Uh, so I'm going to. Oh, Jesus let's, Christ. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's say this. <laughs> The fact that they stopped talking about Kirk, they thought that would help. It made it worse. They're no longer talking about Kirk on the show, and now the show has gotten worse, not even just talking about him. Hmm. That's true, because now they're just a pure sports show. Um, and if I was Kirk and I was looking at those pictures of, you know, uh, of Glenn and, and Dale, these two, like, Little fucking Oompa oh, Loompa Wiggins. And, they put Jermaine Wiggins on that plane. Yeah, you've got you've got you know the 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 ogre and his two Oompa Loompas on this plane, and they're flying out to Atlanta to go to Radio Row. And Jerry's bitching and moaning about the hotel, and all the while Kirk is going. He's probably paying his own way, or or, or Radio.com is paying for him, but he's not flying on Retrix. And he's 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 out there doing videos. I'm not sure if you guys saw doing you know Periscope videos with Tommy Curran. And he's he's boots on the floor where everybody else is big timing. The irony of the whole thing is that he's out there actually, you know, busting ass and hustling where you where when he shouldn't be. He's the one who's the fucking talent, and everybody else they're acting like they're fucking fat cats and like established radio hosts, like they're goddamn Howard that's Stern. It. They're acting like they're flying that is in. Exactly on their... what? No, that's exactly what pissed me off about the picture. You just I couldn't put my finger on it. It's it's we're fat cats. We deserve this. It's entitlement. And it pissed me off. And I didn't have it until you just said that Yeah, they're 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 literally flying on there on the for on the fruits of Kirk's labor is what this whole thing is. And whether or not they want to acknowledge it, whether or not, you know, Mutt wants to unfollow me on Twitter, whatever Mutt wants to do, I'll keep saying it. You know, they they are um, they are completely riding his coattails and it's only getting worse. The holiday ratings were a disaster. Fucking disaster.
uh, and and it's going to continue to get worse because now we're going to go into the first full book without Kirk, and it's going to be it's going to be fucking horrible. Yeah, but they know it. They they absolutely know it. Excuse me. They absolutely know because when Kirk said that uh, he had to distance himself from Jerry because every time he talks to him, he's complaining. Jerry knows. He's not stupid. He's been around for many, many years, and he knows exactly where this is going. Oh, Je- Je- hold, look, 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 real quick on Jerry. Je- Jerry's like a 48-year-old hollowed-out porn star smacked out on Quaaludes. Jerry Callahan is just going through the motions. He has zero chemistry with Mutt. He has zero passion for this show now. Jerry Callahan is just taking it in the butt and just going with it. He, he's not into it at all. I feel, I feel sad. He turned into a sad sack on that show. You hear it every day. Oh man, I've heard more chemistry in a in a doctor's appointment for you know erectile dysfunction than I've heard on that much show, that that <laughs> Mutt and Callahan show. It's just there's nothing there, man. There's nothing there anymore, and it's it's sad. It makes me sad because there are times like I will give them props when when they need it. Last week when Reamer uh, and Schilling went at it, this week that was that wasn't bad. I'm not a big Reamer guy. But that, that one segment, when they got into it and then Shank calls in right after the fact, for a brief moment, it kind of reminded me of, oh, they could get in trouble. It was almost like the old show. And then, and then all the, you know, it goes right back to the same old sporty bullshit. That's a great point. That, that's, that's, I thought the exact same thing. That was a moment where I was like, wow, this, and you know, Alex Reamer, I, he thinks he's better than he is. You still have work to do to get where you want to go. He thinks he's already there. He's not. But that was a good point. That, that, that part of the show, I was like, oh, this is pretty decent. And then Shank called in. I was like, wow, I can't, this is all coming together. Then you're right. It fell off a goddamn cliff. And you know what it was? And I, I tweeted this out. The silence, the absolute silence from Mutt and Jerry when Shank says it's an example of bad character to doubt Adam Jones' comments about hearing the N-word. When the whole irony of it, and I think that Shank was doing that to literally whip his cock out and smack Jerry and Mutt in the face because he knows that the edict came down from Joey Z and on high that they are not to talk about the Adam Jones thing at all. That was that was point number one of the sensitivity training. They are not to talk about it. So what does Shank do? This pompous fuck when he comes on the show, he whips his dick out and says, oh, you know, it's an example of bad character to, uh, to doubt Adam Jones hearing the N-word, racist comments, and Jerry and Mutt sit there like silent, silent little stooges. It was pathetic. Yeah, and there, there was even a point where uh, Schilling was, was going at it with... Um with Reamer, and Mutt bailed Schilling out. I don't, know if, I don't know if you heard it. There was one, Mutt actually stopped the, the line of attack, and he, and he, and he threw, threw some ice water on it. He cooled it down, he changed the subject. I was like, oh my god, he just got out of that. That was getting good, and he got him out of it. Kevin, you're telling me that, you're telling, you're telling me that, that Mutt uh, stomped on a good interview? Yeah. It's not in his nature. He would, he would never kill any tension or get in the way of a good interview. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Giant cement he shoes. He has no radio instincts for this. Mm. None. And, and see, and, and see, Kirk had it all, and Kirk was in the center. But between Jerry on one side, Mutt on the other, that made that work. He was the connecting piece. He was the planet that Jerry and Mutt orbited around, and everything kind of worked with him there. That was it, and it's gone. I agree. Drunk Curtis, what are we doing now? Are we doing a voicemail now? Or did you find one? Uh, why don't we? We can take a break here, uh, and. Hear a word Start from a our sponsor that we have. Yeah, I wish this. This is if this is our sponsor, we're we're really screwed. This is a new bit that we're calling "Keep It Classy" with Steve. So I'm just going to share this, and uh, I mean, this is a great. This is something great for you to know about the state of Rhode Island and their capital city. 
All right, everyone, it's time for your favorite new segment, Keeping It Classy with Steve, where we explore all six of Rhode Island strip clubs. There are five components of judging, initial appearance and parking, internal appearance, stage area, girls in service, champagne room, and private dance area. Tonight, we were at the Wild Zebra, formerly known to you Rhode Islanders as Cheetahs. It's at the corner of Allen's Avenue and O'Connell Street in Providence, Rhode Island. From the outside, you can't miss this location. It's a huge white building with painted zebra stripes on the side. There is a huge amount of parking and very easy access to any of the two entrances. When you walk inside this palace of STDs, you will notice plenty of seating, open floor plan, and a wide array of bacteria-riddled mirrors. The stage is perfectly set in the middle of the building, so the dancers have to dodge hot loads throughout their performance. After inspecting our seats for bedbugs, we were greeted by a waitress, Misty. She was very kind, and by her look, I am very glad she came into work there in her third trimester of labor. The drinks were very strong, and after a couple of them, you could barely notice all the homeless people seeking refuge from the cold. To finalize my review, I headed upstairs to the private area to get a dance from the lovely and beautiful Sparkle. The dance was very cost-effective, and at $40, I could barely notice that her labia hung down like two untied shoelaces. <laughs> the only downside of my dance was that she left some brown pigment on my jeans. It smelled like a rotting pigeon, and I'm very hopeful that this comes out in the wash. Overall, I'm giving the Wild Zebra a rating of 2.1 Z-Packs, and I highly encourage you to join us on our next review, Fantasy's Gentleman Club in Providence, Rhode Island. And as I always say, keep it classy. <laughs> That's beautiful. That was fantastic. I, I, got, I got to ask you, Steve. Uh <laughs> No, that that where did you come up with the inspiration for this? Because it's it's both horrifying and 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 beautiful. It's like it's like watching somebody give birth to like a deformed, demented demon. It's uh, I really enjoy the. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I really enjoy uh, what's his name, Glenn, when he does the burger reviews. I think it's a little bit creepy, but at the same time, I'm entertained. So mm-hmm. I've always I when I was a kid I used to love going to strip clubs and there used to be a lot of them in Rhode Island and now I'm going to it as a uh, with a different perspective I want to check them out and see what's going on and uh, I'm sure Kevin might have been there either when it's been the Wild Zebra or Cheaters uh, I preferred it when it was Cheaters because it was kind of like going to the uh, the Double Deuce in Roadhouse except there were naked girls all around the place um, but it was kind of fun I'm definitely looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, there were no rules at Cheetahs, that's for sure. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there, there, were, there were no rules. But this place... The... Wait, wait, why did you go there again? Bachelor party? Or you just, you just decided to go on your own? Yeah, it was... No, it was, uh, it was my friend's third marriage, and we decided we were going to take him out to the, to the worst possible place. The so third we, marriage uh, we in took how long, him, Steve? Uh, eight years. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that's where we decided to go. Listen, I, I just I so, thought that that I know that last last time you talked about the the, the your activities in in bathrooms. I wasn't sure if any of that happened uh, here, or or is this one of those places where you don't even need to go to the restroom? Uh, I will just tell you this: um, if you can get a hard on while you're in that place, good luck to you. Oh, jeez. God Almighty! It's it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. It's horrifying. So I think we should we should go and, and next week we should look up reviews for all of the most seedy, disgusting strip clubs, and then we should play a game where we read the review and we say, okay, is this person describing a strip club 
or an episode of Mutt and Callahan. And we, yeah. can, and we well, can see we can see what people say. Next week, I'm stepping it up, though. I am going to Fantasies, which is a, a, a tick better. Uh, then we're going to hit uh, the Cadillac Lounge or whatever it's called now. We're going we're gonna to hit them all. Okay, we're so, going to hit them all. Maybe Kevin could join me. So we're talking about crabs versus chlamydia, basically, is what you're talking about in terms of a step up. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Maybe gonorrhea. Okay. God, oh, man, that's a bitch to get rid of, man. So I had to produce oh. that thing sitting on the couch while my two girls are watching Fuller House. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> with my headphones on. Oh, you poor man. That's horrifying. What a, what a juxtaposition. It's like, if only knew, you knew what daddy was doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, Kevin, I got a question for you. We, uh, we had asked Steve this before. Were you banned at any time from the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, several times. I, I um, If you remember, you know, when I was in studio... I went in there raring to go, and and, and just, just before the phone call bans, I, I'm in there, and like I said, I think to myself, I have all this material in my head, I'm going to just go balls to the wall, and then all of a sudden I have the, the um, you know, the producers and management, you know, I don't know if the guys even heard this. I was prepared to lay a, a bukkake napalm blanket on Dale Arnold. <laughs> and, and, and the producers and management were telling me, keep it tame. You won't be asked back if you go off the rails. And I'm like, what the fuck? I came in here ready to roll. Now you guys have knocked the feet off from under me. And then after the show was over, Kirk's calling me lame. I go out into the hallway and I got Lou Maloney. He's like, why didn't you attack these guys? Why didn't you take them the fuck out? And I was like, I, 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 who do I listen to? You know, I, I was I was double crossed there by management and and and, and by even the producers. They, they told me the same thing. Now oh. I'm now I'm calling in and I have my I have my shtick. I have my 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 people. I have my my alter egos. And um, for Kirk's last couple of shows, I had a couple of amazing things lined up. I had a couple of like just tear jerking, beautiful, funny, fucking ass ripping stuff. And I even managed to keep it completely clean. And um. They just kept saying, no, you, you can't go on. We're not allowed to put you on. And I called back, and I called back, and I called back. Because let me tell you, it was a masterpiece, and it got squashed. What, so, so who would tell you no? I'm always, I'm always interested in this. Was it Curtis that would say? Because obviously I love – Curtis has always been nice to me. And Steve, I know you said he's been nice to you. Would, would Curtis just say, hey, listen, we can't put you on. We can't, we can't do it today? Curtis was kind – um, almost every time, and by the end he was getting fed up, and he was he was you know he'd had enough because I'm like Curtis, listen, I'm gonna keep this clean. And at, at first I thought it was about me just saying you know there was a lot of um, innuendo, and 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 all of a sudden innuendo was 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 blacklisted. And I said I've even dropped the goddamn innuendo, Curtis. And he's like I I can't put you on, you know. And I, I thought if I just kept polishing it and polishing it and taking away all the all the blue stuff, it it would go through, and it did not. So yeah, it came from above Curtis's head. Do you have a what a goddamn shame? Do you have a little preview that you would like to share? Oh, or it's, a little... it's long gone. It, it was it was a soliloquy. It was it was everything you'd ever thought it would be. And it was for the moment. I think Kirk would have stood up and just and 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 jacked one out right in the studio when he heard it. He would have loved it. Well, I think you should call in and leave a voicemail with that one of these one of these shows because I think that it deserves to be heard. I think that we is it. I'm assuming it was it was Captain Hungwell that, that was making it, an appearance. Everyone showed up. Oh, great. Elmo showed up. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman you showed up. You have no up. idea. 
At one point in time, I used to listen just for for Kevin's phone calls, and I think there was a large amount of people that did. And when when he used to call in, Kirk would his tone would change on the radio. He was excited that Kevin was calling in, and it just got all taken away. It was fucking gross. It sucks. Yeah, completely sucks. Yeah, they they lost all of us. They lost Kirk, and they lost this group of phone callers who were like fucking pros, man. You know, and and a, a lot of us brought something to the table that um. They don't have now, and, and it was it, it trickled down. I think Sammy Canton still calls, so they still have one good caller. Yeah, who? who? Oh, fuck off! <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, Jesus! Tim from Canton. Tim from Canton. You know, I I let I don't want to burn any bridges with him. I did invite him on uh, on the pod because I know that he 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 expressed interest. So he he. We're thinking next week. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I would like to talk to him because I think that. You know, I, I also would like to hear Steve uh, go at it with him because in terms of the, the, the two mutt offenders, I think that Steve, there's no comparison. I mean, but Kevin is now, he, or not, uh, he's now the safest. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Or Tim well, is in my eyes, that guy, that guy is the biggest pussy walk in the earth. Oh, he, he was, he was uh, yeah, he was a cardboard, uh, fecal covered, uh, um, interpretation of Steve. He was what, what he, he was, Steve was what he wanted to be. Yes. I will agree. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Just stirring the pot up and, uh, just walking away from that. That's what I do well. Have you guys, have you guys heard, I mean, when the show would trickle over to, to, to Dale and Keith, uh, you want to talk about a show that 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 went from bad to worse? I I, I listened to it for like comedy reasons, and, and I've come to the point that I'd rather listen to B. Arthur gargle four dicks for an hour than listen to five minutes of, of Dale and Keith, or, or as the kids are saying, stale and queef. That that show has gotten so bad. It's gotten so bad. It, it's embarrassing. I listen because I'm like, this is comedy because of how plastic and antiquated and and oh. Benign they wait, wait. are. You, wait, wait, wait. You guys don't tell me you don't like this. Listen, I like WWE, wrestling, Star Wars. I mean, that's that's basically that, what the show is. No, no. They, uh, uh, Becky, Becky Lynch, uh, she, no, I mean, she won the, uh, whew, she won the, uh, uh, the woman's roar. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's about what it's like. It's pretty bad. Oh, guys, breaking guys ever... breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Um, Kirk just said, just tweeted, heading over to Media Night. Just got Periscope. Might try and use it. It won't work. Holy shit. We could be live reacting to Kirk on Periscope literally as we speak. This is pretty insane. This is a nightmare for you, though, DZ. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if anything happens. Just thought you guys would like to know that he's. We might be seeing uh, Kirk uh, on Instagram Live or Periscope. Hey, John. Soon. John, did did Kirk mention? Is he traveling with someone? Does he have anyone with him for a, a sidekick? No, no. Well, he was with Tommy Curran, but he's, to my understanding, he's out there on his own. You know, he's he 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 has no producer. He has no, no social media person. Um, though you know, obviously, I, I you know, uh, Blind Mike teased that that could be something that he that maybe he's 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 lined up for. But right now he's out there on his own. He's he's a he's he's a one man island right now. Fucking, An army of one. Fucking cowboy. So that's fucking right. Trailblazer stud. I, I love I love the image of him sitting in Radio Row and just standing up and looking at all the other shows and going that show sucks. That show sucks. That show sucks. That show sucks. That guy sucks. I just love that because you know nobody else has the butt has the has the balls to do that. But you know leave it to Kirk and he's gonna he, he's he's gonna be the one guy that's gonna call out all the other shows on their bullshit. 
Um, but here's the other thing, guys. You know that Stephen A. Smith is absolutely all the people Kirk ran off is they're gonna come back on. Stephen A. will come back. You know, Shank has called in. You think Shank would ever fucking call into the Kirk and Callahan show? You're out of your goddamn mind if you think that Shank would make a call in. But now that now that it's a safe landing spot, he has no problem calling in. Well, you got you got to be careful when you say that because, in all honesty, if these ratings keep drop dropping, I mean, I know when Kirk came off, he said something about uh. Uh, during his last appearance on on Mutt and Callahan, he said something like ratings don't matter now or something like that. But at some point in time, they do have to matter. I mean, you can't be talking to nobody. Um, one, if it gets down into the twos, they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sell advertising on that. Advertising rates are based on ratings. And at a certain point, you're not going to lose the advertiser, but you're not going to get a lot of money back for them. Mm-hmm. Fucking damn shame. <laughs> Well, somebody's got to be the first to make a go of it on the internet with radio alone. Why not Kirk? And what will do you- Oh, he is going at it alone. There's no doubt about that. He's getting no You're telling me that he went down to the Super Bowl by himself that he had to go he had to uh, hitch a ride with Barstool in order to get any time on Radio Row. Like, come on. There's some what the hell is going on here? What kind of Mickey Mouse is he getting himself involved in? And the fact that they're not giving him any help. It looks like he, this is Solo Island. He's not getting any help whatsoever. This is all on him to make the show work. And and he has to interview his own producers, which I'm sure a, a, a lot of talent would want to would want to see, like who the who the producers are going to be. But it does not look like, from my eyes, he's not getting any help whatsoever. And they and I don't think they realize what what type of talent they have. His producers are going to be Tweedledee and Tweedledumass, though. I mean, it's it's really going to be just the just the the worst of the worst. I mean, that's what that's, let, Let's be honest. You saw some of the parody. I mean, some of the parody accounts are not even parody accounts, but people on Twitter responding saying, "Oh, I want to apply," and and you know, I, I, I it's going to be a disaster. But I think a good disaster. Yeah, you need that. Kirk needs um, fodder. His producers being uh, imbeciles will be funny, and if they can take it, if they can last through it, it will be it will be great for um for us. That's right. He needs he needs some terrible producers in the past. Mm-hmm. Terrible sausage was terrible. Stitch was terrible. Curtis, and they and they leave. Loaded was awful. That's right. Yeah. Now now so, you get another one. Has Kirk mentioned um, putting a team together? I mean, I, you know, you watch private parts and you see Howard Stern. He gets fired. No one likes him. And and a, and a small handful of people follow him. And he was loyal to them to the day he'll die. He's got someone like Robin Quivers, um, who's very vanilla, very plain. Well, maybe maybe that's Kirk's thing too. Kirk Kirk can follow that same template. I, I, I'm waiting for some kind of a, a an announcement. Well, I think Gary Tangway is his Robin Quivers. You know, it's two much. beautiful black women. You know, huge cans. Both. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Huge cans. They think they're, they're very succulent bosoms. I think I think that Gary and, and Robin they have a lot in common. So I think that that'll be his his Robin Quivers. Well, I, I would I would I've often found I've often found Curran to be very very boring. But they had great chemistry on that Periscope. I looked at that and I'm like, damn, I, I've always found Curran to be boring. Yet I was entertained by what he was doing. He's just, Why not throw him he's on? He's just a humorless douche on the radio. But it seems like he's a nice guy in real life. He just he turns on this I'm better than you Patriots reporter shtick when he's on the radio. And I, 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 I have no use for it. Yeah, but if he could do that like he did on the Periscope, that might work. Yeah, all Kirk needs is a good straight man. I mean, I, I think Tangway is a good guest. I don't think he should be. He, it's it's too much of a, um, a, a they're going to negate each other out if it's, if it's Kirk and Tangway all the time. 
Yeah, and and honestly, if you know, if Kirk needs a good straight man, Tangway is not the guy for it. No, right. I, I, you you, I, and just just throw my hat in the ring. I'd be more thrilled than a pedophile lifeguard at a kiddie pool to be Kirk's Artie Lang. <laughs> you know, it could happen, man. You just got to call in. Day one, you gotta you should start preparing now for March. Um, when because you need to like day one, this it's gotta it's it, it is make or break for the day one callers. I mean, this is what everybody's gonna remember. The day one callers it sets the tone. Elmo is ready for day imagine. one and gay one. <laughs> so I gotta imagine it's easy to get in on day one too. So you just get in there, do whatever you need. If it's bad, it's bad. It's day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and w- w- that's what the loyal flock does, and that's us. We're the loyal flock. We stick by this guy because we know he's fucking phenomenal. And, and, and when when it finally clicks, we'll be the ones who are there at the get go. And, and trust me, he will know it. He'll he'll he'll, he'll recognize that. So what do we got where next? Else do you think Kirk is gonna, where else do you think Kirk is going to show up besides bars? Hmm. I wonder if he sits down on any He's kind of EI, maybe the uh, maybe OMF. I don't think so. I think there's more of a likelihood he shows up on the other station. Wow. You, you, He's hinted at it. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. I, I heard, I, I caught that on the podcast um, when Kirk said that. Um, I, I, if I had to bet, if Hillman is going, I think it's going to be Hillman. He's going to go on with with Hillman again. I, I don't think it's going to be. I, I can't see him going on with with Toucher and Rich uh, or with Felger. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And plus, I mean, you know, he's going to be on Barstool enough, so he's going to have enough, you know, spray tans and and guys that cheat on their wives with with Barstools. So, so why is he going to want to go on anywhere anywhere in ninety eight five? You know what I mean? I could imagine he shows up on some other stations elsewhere in the country. I'd love to see him with Frances. That's my way. Oh, that would be phenomenal because it'd be so crazy. I bet he shows up on some TV spots too. I, I think he'll sneak in somewhere. He'll show up on places you wouldn't really think he would because he, he carries clout still. It hasn't it hasn't gone away totally yet. He seemed very chummy with the NBC Sports guys. That's true. You think he's going to go on air with them? Yeah, why not? Yeah. He, he tore him apart once and then went back on and tore him apart again. Why not? It's been a while. Sure. Well, he seemed like he was pretty well behaved today. You know, you know, he's going to try to get it in any place he can. He is, he is, he feels like everyone doubted him, and he wants to show just what he is and what he's going to be. He's gonna, he's gonna nudge his way in a few places. I guarantee it. There it is again, motherfucker, guaranteeing it. What's wrong with me? I guarantee it. So I might be showing my age with this one, but I don't know if you guys remember when Stern was making the rounds for his movie back. I think ninety six, ninety seven. He went on sure. places like Larry King. That was a whole different Howard Stern. That was nice Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. That was classy Howard Stern. That was safe Howard Stern. And I could see him doing some of that, being nice and classy to get along, to get the message out where he has to. Mm. I don't think he's as much of a lunatic sometimes as we all think he is. He knows when to behave. I think I was like, I, I think I was like seven or eight when that movie came out, when oh, Private Christ. Parts came out. Uh and let me just say, you know, watching some of the some of the, the naked chicks on there, you know, my private parts were, were enjoying that movie, too. I'll say that. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's fantastic, man. I still remember. Isn't there a scene with some chick that deep throats like a two feet of kielbasa? Or am I just misremembering and, and thinking of? of no, it was a kielbasa queen. That's right. She was a real she was a real guest. That's right. She was That's a right. real person. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 20. I'm 27, bro. You think that I've seen, I've Kevin, seen the video. Kevin, real quick. Kevin, have you ever heard of uh, Heidi Cortez? No. Oh. Fucking guy. No one's ever heard of Heidi Cortez. What do you guys do? 
Jesus Christ. Oh, I, you never heard of Tissue Time with Heidi Cortez? I have not heard of it, but I, after you mentioned oh, Jesus ap, Christ. after you mentioned her, I did go and and do some research and had some Tissue Time of my own. And uh, it was you, it was it was uh, it was very enjoyable. I do think that she would be a great fit for Kirk, especially because oh. the rumor is word on the street is that Kirk is going to be doing this in the Howie Carr studio. If that's the case, and we can get her in there, you know, get her taking her top off, that'd be just fantastic. She is so fucking sexy, and she used to her her when Stern used to put her on at like late night after Riley Martin, um, and and Iran, and she she ran a fantastic show. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I hope to God. Yeah, the only one that was better than that is when Blue Iris filled in for her. That was me. Oh. oh, she just drives a pile of leaves. <laughs> well, oh, man. I hope Kirk shows up at some point with Brandy Love and stuff like that. All those missed opportunities I thought would have been just, just you know, incredible, and they were they were blown away. So I hope that comes back as well. Well, Brand, oh, yeah. the Brandy Love debacle has something to do with with the activist. Um, he 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 had some sort of meeting or, or some sort of uh, sponsorship was pulled, and this was had to, this was this was um with one of the parody accounts. He took, I think it was pray for pray for uh, Dale. No, it was SV. Was it SV? He took one of SV's yeah, tweets SV. out of context and sent it to somebody, and it was the day before she was slated to come on. And and they they squashed it. So you know you can thank Bobby for 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 no brandy love on on Kirk and Callahan. I was listening to Stern this morning because I have the three months on the app, and Stern started talking with a woman who had a really deep voice, and he started asking her if she was transgender. He started asking her if she was binary or non-binary, and I just had flashbacks. I'm like, my God, there's a certain activist in our area that would just have a field day with that. Mm. Well, and put an end to you. He'd have to pay for Sirius first to do that. I don't know. He's probably cheap as hell. So he's got the money. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. That's right. All right. Let's see what I got for voicemails. I got a couple here that are worth playing. Let's hear them. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out. I don't know who the fuck you are or what it is you do. Number two, you're a fucking drunk. Thank you, Dina. Uh, the first one is Steve from Gloucester. Uh, so this guy, Brian, but I'm going to, an aside, this guy, Brian Ritchie, who is on our ass all the time, left the, the stupidest voicemail, and I'm, I'm tempted to play it. Please do. Just because it's so bad. Please play it. I, I want right. to hear him. This is... This is one of these that, like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I don't even want to play it because it's going to bring the show to a halt. But we'll give it a shot. This is this is Brian Rico, right? Uh, Brian Rocosio or whatever the fuck his name is. Richie, or so, I think he tells us All who right. his name is. Yes, uh, this is Brian Riccio. Uh I'd like to order two cheese pizzas, please. Uh, large. First one is large with pepperoni and sausage. Second one is just a plain cheese with extra cheese. And uh, you can deliver it to me at the studios in Medford. And uh, I read a lot. Will you? Thanks, guys. That guy's such a douchebag. Wow. So, okay. So, so first of all, concept alone, a, a, a faux pizza, a pizza call order. I mean, bro, you got to do better than that, my man. Come on. And, and, and second, just the follow through. 
nothing planned, no joke, no second level, no punchline. I mean, I'm gonna if I'm gonna rate that 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 pizza pizza call in, I'm gonna give it you know 1.6 out of 10. To borrow from Portnoy, Portnoy. This guy reached out to me to say I had the phone number wrong, which I did. So I even sent out the right phone number, and he still lays a turd like that. Oh, it was bad, man. It was bad. Yeah, that's right. that sucked. So I'm going to play Steve from Gloucester. This is a little bit better. Hey, Steve from Gloucester. Quick question. What is the impact Kurt Leaving had on the other shows? We know that the Mutton Callahan ratings have gone down, but how did it affect all the other shows, especially the weekend where I don't know if anybody really listened. So how did that change the entire dynamic of WEEI with Kirk leaving? Well, well, okay. So the weekends I'll comment on. Um, I no longer tune into uh, to Mustard and Johnson's uh, sewing circle. Um, I, I, I stopped that a, a while ago when I think he let a caller go on for about 22 minutes, I would I want to say, like a, like a full segment, full healthy segment. Um, so I, 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 I have no use for, for, for that either. Um, but I think the trickle effect is obvious. It's, it's, it's apparent, you know, uh, you, and it even is reaching OMF. You guys saw the ratings. Unfortunately, I was surprised OMF got fucking killed killed and because the, the station advertised their big move to the afternoon and they got fucking demolished by 98.5 worse than dale and keith and that was surprising because their show is a lot better than dale and keith in the afternoon and uh they still got crushed so i think that's there's an effect right there listen we, we know what kirk did kirk kirk had um like like roots that went through all the shows because he would he would take digs at them he would take shots at them he would bust their cans bust their tomatoes and and, and i'd listen to the other shows to hear how they reacted to kirk 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 flowed through that whole fucking place and it tied everything together and it made you wonder what will they say and when they wouldn't fight back i hated them more for it when they would fight back i listened more i mean it, it was brilliant he he had a, a a vein running through that every show in that place and even the weekends the weekends talked about kirk i mean come on how could no one see this and fight for this guy. It's a bunch of pussies. Well, it's about fear. I mean, the whole station is governed by fear. Kirk has talked about it on several occasions, uh, and and fear is a powerful thing, especially when it comes to fear having to do with money, loss of revenue, uh, resulting from the culture that we're in now, where people now will fucking freak out about everything, pull their sponsorship for everything, even when it's something that, because we're, we're in an age now of, you know, the Gillette commercials, of this socially conscious advertising and sponsorship, where these brands don't give a fuck about anything but uh, but the bottom line. They're advertising with this shit to sell products. They're, they're, they're trying to present themselves as socially conscious and equitable, not because they actually give a fuck about it, but because they want to sell their product and they're sensitive to it. So anything that could affect their bottom line, they're going to make that decision. And it's unfortunate because they don't investigate it. So you got a company like Wendy's that has no balls that pulls their sponsorship after one fucking advertisement with, with Kirk and Callahan. And now, and, but then you have places, uh, like Kaplansky's where Kaplansky insurance, right? And they said, no, fuck you. Fuck, yeah. Like, I'm going to sue you for fucking electronic, uh, what do you say, electronic stalking or something like that. <sighs> fucking guy rocks. Those, that, the, the fear they should have, the fear they should have is called country music. W-E-E-I, all country all the time. Because it's going down the fucking country shithole soon. Yeah, and the other issue that's going to really turn them upside down, this ratings book, 
is 98.5 has the Patriots deal. So by default, they have the upper hand this week with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Last year, at least they had Kirk to have a fighting chance, and I believe they lost the monthly in January. And understandably so, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. They don't have anything backstopping them now. They're going to get crushed in January. Wait, you're telling me Red Sox talk doesn't sell? I mean, come on, that doesn't move the needle? Let's be real. I know Larry Newbury Report likes it a lot. We've got a bunch of them clearly in the demographic. It's going to be great. Steve, I got a question for you. I got to ask you, Steve. Is, uh, what do they think the chances are that the Sox keep Kimbrel? <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. I do have a serious question, though. Sure. What, what, and, and looking forward one year from now, do you think that everything is still status quo on the radio station as far as the shows that are on there right now? Yes. Nope. No. Really? Oh yeah, I think it is. Tell me more about that. Where you're saying yes? Uh, I, I don't. I, think I, I, don't of it. I don't think. I think that change happens slowly. I think that that uh, Callahan is not going anywhere. The guy is a fixture. He he might as well. He has his roots planted firmly in that studio, and he he is. He is the voice of what for a long time was was that voice of Boston radio. When people talk about Boston, when Colin Cowherd, you know, that 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 rich fuck talks about uh, WEI being a bunch of angry guys yelling at each other. He's who do you think he's talking about? He's talking about Jerry, right? Um, Jerry is that voice of Boston radio. He's not going to go anywhere. So if anything, they're going to make and this is my prediction. Wiggy will be a full-time member of the morning show. I guarantee to borrow from Kevin, I guarantee it. And you know what you know why? He took he took the same Retrix flight out with with uh, with the guys. The only reason he's not on more and the only reason he's doing 2 hours contracts. Right now he's getting paid out severance from his last job. Once that goes away, once the severance goes away, he's free to open up another contract and he's going to become a full-time member of the morning show. I guarantee it. And that's the bell, as the bell tolls. I have, uh, I have a pit in my stomach just thinking about that. There's no chemistry between the three of them. You have Wiggy doing God knows what, Mutt doing his thing, Jerry being the old man. Where does it all fit in? It's going to be called Wigs Out, Wigs Out with Mutt and Callahan. That's the new show, Wigs Out with Mutt and Callahan. Now, do you, do you know where Wiggy would actually fit? And, and, and he's, he's awful with those guys. It is, such, it is such oil and water. He would actually fit if it was like Wiggy and Queef. You know, I, I, I think, I think, I think Dale's gonna go. I just do. I think he, he came back bitter. He came back different. He came back, you know, worse than when he was there before. He came back different. He's not gonna last. And and Wiggy will get bumped to that show, and something will happen with the morning show. I, I it won't be his fault. He, he, he's a great third piece. He's not gonna be a, a, a second fiddle for long. Yeah, I, I see that, and I know that. I mean. Dale, he's actually been toughing it out, man. He's got a little bit of an ankle injury. I heard he, he tripped over his stool at Nesson uh, a couple weeks back. So he's, he's been toughing it out for the past couple weeks. <laughs> That's right. I look at Mutt as the sacrificial lamb. He's the easiest to get rid of. No contract, not making much, kind of bland. And I would hate, as much as we just beat the shit out of Mutt, I would hate that. That would be incredibly unfair. They fired Ordway once. If they can fire Ordway before, they can get rid of somebody like Jerry. But I, I look at Mutt going first, then maybe Keith. Maybe Yeah, Dale. but you're talking about in, impossible shoes to fill. Mm. There is nobody that could that could draw the attention that Kirk, that Kirk did. It, it's impossible. And, 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 and I feel bad for the guy, and I hope he did sign a new contract to get more money for, for uh, extended years. But he's a dead man walking, unfortunately, and I do like him, but, he, but he's fucked. 
But what do you Everything think? Everything I've heard is he did not get a contract. Yeah. But 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 Steve, what do you think about his kids? That's the real question. <laughs> oh, his kids. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I'm really disappointed as far as where the station is going. I mean, if that morning show, I know we talked about it a little bit two weeks ago, but the the morning show now is so unrecognizable compared to the way it was five months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's a it's a complete clusterfuck. You got a you got a bunch of guys sitting around talking sports, and 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 Blind Mike talked about this. I think on the first podcast, he talked about how the problem, the 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 central problem of the Mutt and Callahan show is is not the fact that it's the of of Mutt or Jerry. It's the fact that they that for the past three years or however long Kirk was on the show, or it was actually Kirk and Callahan, it was not a sports show. So you're basically you're not transitioning away from Kirk Minahan. You are. But even beyond losing a talent like a giant generational talent like Kirk, you're not just losing him. You're completely changing from a topic-driven morning show to a sports show. And I think that's the biggest shift. Uh, in addition, obviously losing Kirk hurts, but it's no longer a morning show. It's not a topical morning show, at least. Now it's a straight sports show. And I think that's why the audience is leaving. Wow. Well, for someone like myself, you got to keep in mind. I, I always listened when, it, when even when it was Del, Dennis and Callahan with Meter. I wanted to listen when it was Kirk. When Kirk was on there, I made sure I was listening at six o'clock in the morning. I made sure that my radio was on. Like he, he would draw me in because I knew that I was going to get one of two things: either funny Kirk or crazy Kirk. And it, it, every morning, the guy delivered. I agree. Yeah, and and I don't think management saw that what you were seeing, Steve. I don't think they saw that that's why people were tuning in. They were totally blind to this. Well, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it was the show that, yes, it was about sports. It's what sports guys talked about. Sports guys, you know, hang out at a bar and they're talking about life and they're talking about their friends and each other and sports as well. Sports is a, is a main thread, but what Kirk made was a show where we cared about everyone. We cared about the producers. We cared about every schlep in the building. We cared about the lady who gave him his chocolate milk. We cared about people, not just the sports that make up the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know what you got, what you guys do. I don't know which one of you guys has kids, how old they are, if you're married. But when you're with your friends, all you do is shit on your kids and your and your wife. That that's what I do. I mean, that's that's what we we have fun. We 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 talk shit about each other's families. Um, and that's what it, it, we were having fun with Kirk. We'd call in, we'd shit on Mud a little bit, talk a little shit about his kids. Um, Kirk would do the same thing to 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 Mutt. Um, it wasn't, and they looked at it as if it was being harmful. That's that's what I do. I mean, I'm sure a lot of other guys do the same. Sure, thing. guys. When guys get together, they bust balls. What that when I when I get together with my buddies, we bust balls. We call each other fucking idiots. We call each other losers and fucking broke idiot. Like that's what we do. So I I, I completely get that. And and now. I mean, listen. No, like I think about today's show. What kind of guys are getting together and 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 they're and they're saying, listen, how important is it for the Patriots to get off to a fast start? Like, who the fuck is sitting down at the bar saying that? You know what? I really think that they got to stay out of third and long. That's really the key. That the Patriots have got to stay out of third and long. As that's that's the as long as they do that, they're going to be okay. No stupid plays. No turnovers. Give me a fucking break. Nobody talks like that. Nobody wants to hear that. The key part of the story here is when Michael Butnansky is taking a bath with his sons. Uh, Captain Hungwell is in the tub with Jess, and that's beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank those you, Morgan Freeman. Are, those are the things that we miss. We we miss all the all the riffing, all the side stuff, and in between talking about Tom Brady and talking about the receivers and talking about the lack of speed and the lack of depth. In between all that, we had beauty. We had organic 
fucking beauty, and it's gone, and the, just the sports enough is not enough. Even though Callahan is an anchor, even though Callahan will be a mainstay there, that's all they have. He's, he's, he's their trademark now, and, it's, mm-hmm. and sadly it's not enough. Yes. Now, could you imagine? Could you imagine now uh, when Mutt said that that he was taking baths with his kid? Now, the first thing that I would do is I would wait five minutes for Kirk to pick up the line and say, "Oh, we have Kevin calling in from Bristol," and then you knew it would have been just great for five minutes, and that would have got the, through the whole rest of the show. Mutt would have got mad, but that's not allowed anymore, and it's just lame. It's just freaking lame. Uh, I would have, I would have had like the bathtub running in the background, and I'd be like. <laughs> I would have gone somewhere with it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, so it's gold. Missed opportunities, guys. Missed goddamn opportunities. No, no, Carter. No, Carter. That's not a jungle. That's not a jungle. That's just daddy's hair, Carter. It's okay. Daddy doesn't have steel wool on his back, Carter. That's just, oh that's just God. daddy's hair. <laughs> He's right, though. That would have been great. It would have been great. And it's all gold. Alas. Um, Drunk Curtis, I heard that – did we have somebody that disagreed with me? Do we have time for that? I heard that somebody wanted to call me out, and I'm actually interested in – We did. I want to I I hear this guy. Yeah, give me a second to bring this up. So did, what did you – let me before well, – well, while he's doing that, guys, what did you guys think last week when I – I mean, obviously, you know, I, 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 you know, we can talk shit all you want. I, I called out Felger for – or not Felger, Toucher, Jesus – uh, they've been drinking too much whiskey tonight. I called out Toucher for his uh, his little his little past escapades on the air. What were your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, I think that you can do whatever you want, um, and it, and it was good radio, in my opinion. But I'm curious to hear what you guys what you guys thought if you guys heard it. Uh, I did hear it. Unfortunately, it was about uh, ten years, eleven years too late. If it was now, it it, it would it took taken totally differently. But because you had to search for it. Um, I think it's just way too late. Yeah, and, and, and for me, you know, obviously, you know, I, I don't want to infringe on I think you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want because there's shit that we said tonight that could get us in trouble too. So I, I get it. I'm not going to be one to, 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 to be like language police. For me, I think I drew the line at, at the whole, the, the, the whole uh, making jokes about groping someone who's unconscious and assaulting somebody because for me, I know for me, it's an issue that hits close to home. So that was the issue for me. Um, Kevin, did you have a chance to hear the podcast last yeah, week? You know, is that when he was saying that he was presenting? She's presenting. Yes. She's presenting her ass. It's like she wants me to get up in her ass or something. She's presenting. And she's you know, unconscious, mind yeah, you. She's unconscious it, the whole time. It was like he was waiting for a green light from her friend to do something to that ass. You know, It was like he kept like hinting. She's presenting. It's, it's like she wants something to happen to her ass. It was yeah. very awkward. But you know what? I agree with you. I, I don't think it's right to go dredging up the past and holding it against someone for the future. Guys like... um. Uh, who's the guy's lost his job as a director? Um, Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had old jokes, right? Yeah, uh, old jokes. when he's trying to be a stand-up, and, they, and and he lost his job. What the fuck are we doing now? Yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, and and you've got it's it is a crazy time now because you got the whole Covington Catholic Catholic school thing as well, where the, these kids just stood and stared, and they want to be you know crucified, but you know then there's other folks that can that can bitch and moan and scream and call people racist and whatever and they and, you know here's the other thing guys when is it okay to chant and do the tomahawk chop like 
is it just only okay at Arrowhead, or is it just not racist then, or what's the, what's the deal with that? Because when there will always be somebody that has a problem with anything, and nowadays with social media, with someone always looking to have something to uh, start a fight about, you can't do anything nowadays. You really can't. Like I'm, a, I'm afraid that was five years ago. I couldn't go jerk off at Fenway Park right now. Yeah, that's true. Well, you 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 could try to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Listen, there are things now. I did find. Oh, go ahead. I did find uh, the guy who called about Toucher. All right, let's hear it. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I'm calling because I was just listening to the Blind Mike podcast, and uh, I and I gotta say, I turned off the podcast about the Fred Toucher thing, and I kind of agree with Blind Mike what he's saying. I'm glad someone said it. Is that you don't want to get in a pissing match with someone over he said she said. Fuck them all. I mean free speech is free speech. And I get that, like, you know, you might have your your sensitive topics and you're going to stand up for sexual harassment, but fuck it. I mean, like you said, Fred Touches out there trying to make a living, and uh, I'm not a big fan of him. I'm sure he's a drunk scumbag loser. But, I mean, fuck who, you know, we all know a couple of those, and, you know, they're not the worst people in the world. I don't appreciate him attacking Kirk. I don't think Kirk wants to go back and say, hey, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you, you get it in the mud, you're playing Shirley Luong, uh, and I, I just, I, like, if you bring it up and say, hey, this guy's a fucking loser, I get it. Like, hey, Fred touches and everything, too. But you don't want to persecute him and say he's wrong and you're right. I mean, it's free speech, as long as it's not some blatant, racist, non-joking, I mean, like, fuck right, it. I think we get the point there. Here's what I liked about the Fred Toucher stuff is a lot of people – didn't like it. A lot of people liked it. Nobody was apathetic about it. And really, what what I liked is it was good radio. It was fun. It was interesting. It creeped me out. We didn't ask for Fred to get fired, but people either were passionate about, should be doing that, or, yeah, go get him. But either way, people were passionate about it, and that's all I really cared about. Yeah, and, no, and I, it was it was listenable. You, you you wanted to hear what he was going to say next. It was listenable. You're right. That's that's the thing, and and I think that that if we can just focus on on that aspect of it, and especially I think I want obviously I'm a big proponent of free speech. My point from the whole thing was, you know, Kirk says Aaron Andrews is a bitch, and he's forever going to be thought of that. But you know, Toucher can do all this stuff. Uh, 10 years, and albeit it was, you know, in 2005, 2006, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter because he's one of the chosen few. Um, so that that's that's the thing for me. That's where I come from on it. Well, you're also missing, you're also missing the big point. Uh, when was the last time Fred Toucher went after Shirley, Bob, uh, Kennedy, the Red Sox, Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Like you, you're talking about they were looking for stuff with Kirk to, to get him off the air. With Fred Toucher, I mean, does he really – does he really go after those people, or is he staying his own? Yeah, you're right. No, he's doing 98 Mile. Yep. So, there you go. Yeah, it's a good point, Steve. Um, there's certain words. There's a handful of words that are just off limits. Other than that, freedom of speech should, should still shine. You know, you, you, there's words you can't say, and, and I'm I'm down with that. There are certain words that are, that are that are, you know, they, they they just hold a deeper meaning. But as far as anything else goes, uh, you know, in in the tub with the Tangway and 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 Mutt's kids together, I I I say let it all let it all fucking flow. Let you know, just just have a sense of humor or, or don't listen. You have you have those two choices to, to to call sponsors and all the things that are going on now. It's 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 really it's muddying up the waters. And I think that's the difference, right? Yeah, like I would not want to. I would never want somebody to call their sponsors to get Fred to lose his job. 
you know, that's not the point of it. Um, no. And, 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 you know, that that's where things cross the line for me, especially when it's like, hey, did you hear about what so-and-so said? But then it can cross the line to targeted harassment. I mean, you know that, you know, the, the, some of the emails that were sent from the activists were that, that in, implying that, that Kirk was a pedophile, uh, that because he he went on the air with Portnoy, Portnoy and uh, and brought up something uh, you know about the the pictures of Brady's kid, you know, and and, and you know the, the comment was you know, can you believe that he would talk about young children's bodies like that? Like, what's the implication there? So you know, I I, I agree with you in that point. Uh, I think my point was just to point out the double standard that we see today. Right. You, you know clearly that, that much children both have large pubic manes at like five and six years old. But to talk about that would be absolutely wrong. Now, is, is, is it wrong to talk about how Jessica's a self-lubricating woman? <laughs> I love that. It's like, that's a compliment, my friend. That's one of the best, that's one of the best uh, calls I think wasn't the the other one I remember was about the stalactites or the stalagmites uh, from uh, was it was that Carter Steve was that Carter called in he talked about how yeah yes what was yes, what was the, yes, what was yes. the deal there were stalactites in the ceiling uh, something like that yeah yeah if I if I if I remember correctly oh that's great but <laughs> from the moment that Evan Drellick talked about Gam Gam having uh, somebody who came over who was younger from the military or something, I was waiting for the Captain Hungwell Gam Gam call, and I was waiting for months, and that was that was pure joy. Listen, I, I, I had I had a, a Captain Hungwell and Gam Gam bit, and they wouldn't let me on to do it. I, it was, it was, she was there, and he was there, and it, it went great places, and it was just so, it, it was really intelligent innuendo. It wasn't mm. anything, you know, more than that, and it got squashed. Well, it's also very. You gotta understand. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. You gotta understand, though. I- I'm sure Kevin's in the same book as myself. We would listen, and there would be just one thing. You would need one thing, and all it was was uh, for myself. It was when uh, I was driving down the road, and Kirk said something to my- as far as uh, your son's putting on a couple pounds. I almost crashed my car <laughs> because I couldn't pull over fast enough to call. It just took one thing, one little thing, and it triggers you, and you just want to call and bust his balls. That's right. And those are the things that those are the sparks of a of what make a good radio show. And and uh, you know that's that's the things that hopefully Kirk's going to focus on that uh, in in the next show because I I can't wait for that for this shit to start. I think it's going to be fantastic. All right, so we've gone about an hour twenty. The three of you are a host nightmare. You guys, <laughs> thank you, are totally uncontrollable. I appreciate Great stuff, that. But my God, in my chair, you guys are completely uncontrollable. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. You got all these ex- these uh, extroverts and loud talkers on here. Yeah, I, trust me, I, I want to just take my pants off and let myself really fly. And, and I, I'm trying to hold myself back. I'm trying to hold back because I want to just go fucking goofy on you guys. And 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 I want to be also respectful and tame because I appreciate the, what you're doing here. Can you give me a little babushka, a little a little gam gam, please? Oh, out of my babushka. I don't bust his balls, but I wash them with my hands and my lips. He loves it. He's a good boy. He appreciates it. Oh, it's very good. My babushka's a sweet boy. But why doesn't he come by anymore? I want to see him. I want to see him. Have him wash my back. <laughs> is, is your gout recovering, gam gam? How's the gout holding up? It's not bad. I take it in medicine. I, I take it to the suppository. I have my babushka push it in my in my hole. <laughs> He's not afraid to put it in there with his fingers. I say, babushka, you make sure to cut your nails. You don't want to cut gam gams insides. And he's very good about it, I must say. <laughs> I'm not, so I think like I'm going to go. Hand turn. I don't think we need to talk about anything else. That, that was everything. <laughs>
Was it was it the suppository? Sorry. Oh god. Wow, that was fantastic, man. That was perfect. And we just yeah, we could just release that clip and that'll be our teaser for the episode. (laughs) Nice. I love it. Make people listen to the end. Everybody for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. Right. Yeah, hey, wait, 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 wait. We'll all talk to you. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Kirk be with you. That's right. May the Kirk be with you. <laughs> Good weekend, guys. Good weekend. Take care.